Hello everyone, Tris Pryor and I have recorded a conversation from the book Clockwork Angel by Cassandra Clare. This conversation takes place in a library between characters named Will Herondale and Tessa Gray. And we really hope you enjoy this recording. So, here we go. This is the Great Library. Every institute has a library, but this one is the largest of them all. The largest in the West, at any rate. He leaned against the door, his arms crossed over his chest. I said I would get you more books, didn't I? Tessa was so startled that he remembered what he said that it took her several seconds to respond. But the books are all behind bars. Some of the books are dangerous. It's wise to be careful. One must always be careful of books and what is inside them for words have the power of changes. I am not sure a book has ever changed me. Well, there is one volume that promises to teach one how to turn oneself into an entire flock of sheep. Only the very weak-minded refuse to be influenced by literature or poetry, said Tessa, determined to not let him run wildly off with the conversation. Of course, why would one want to be an entire flock of sheep is another matter entirely. Is there something you want to read here, Miss Gray, or is there not? Name it, and I shall attempt to free it from its prison for you. Do you think the library has the wide, wide world? Or is it a women? Never heard of either of them. We haven't many novels. Well, I want novels. Or poetry. Books are for learning, not turning oneself into livestock. I think we may have a copy of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland about somewhere. Oh, that's for little children, isn't it? I never liked it much. Seemed like so much nonsense. There's plenty of sense and nonsense sometimes, if you wish to look for it. But Tessa had already spied a familiar volume on the shelf and went over to greet it like an old friend. Oliver Twist! Have you any other of Mr. Dickens' novels? Oh, do you have a tale of two cities? That silly thing! Men going around getting their heads chopped off for love! Ridiculous! Will unpeeled himself from the door and made his way toward Tessa, where she stood by the bookshelves. He gestured expansively at the vast number of volumes all around him. Now here, you will find all sorts of advice about how to chop off someone else's head if you need to. Much more useful. I don't need to chop off someone's head, that is. And what's the point of a lot of books no one actually wants to read? Haven't you really any other novels? <laughs> Not unless Lady Audley's secret is that she slays demons in her spare time. Will bounded up onto one of the ladders and yanked a book off the shelf. I'll find you something else to read. Catch! He let it fall without looking and Tessa had to dart forward to seize it before it hit the floor. It was a large squarish volume bound in dark blue velvet. There was a pattern cut into the velvet, a swirling symbol reminiscent of the marks that decorated Will's skin. The title was stamped on the front in silver, the Shadow Hunter's Codex. Tessa glanced up at Will. What is this? I assumed you'd have questions about Shadow Hunters, given that you're currently inhabiting our sanctuary, so to speak. The book ought to tell you anything you want to know about us, about our history, even about downworlders like you. Will's face turned grave. Be careful with it, though. It's 600 years old and the only copy of its kind. Losing or damaging it is punishable by death under the law. 
Tessa thrust the book away from her as if it were on fire. You can't be serious. You're right, I am not. Will leaped down from the ladder and landed lightly in front of her. You do believe everything I say though, don't you? Do I seem unusually trustworthy to you or are you just a naive s I'd like to thank Tris for lending her voice to Tessa Gray and to you guys for staying here till the very end. I'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya!